Hello, I'm Emma Rice, the Artistic Director of Wise Children, and you're listening to Wise Children's Lockdown. Our lockdown project is about us finding ways of staying close to each other. On this show, I call up an old friend, play some records, and most importantly, get to chat and reminisce. Come and join us for Tea and Biscuits. Hello and welcome to Wise Children's Tea and Biscuits and today is a very very special Tea and Biscuits because it is the last Tea and Biscuits. Everything has to have a beginning, a middle and an end and this is the end and it's a happy day because we want it to be the end of lockdown and we want to be getting on to new adventures and I knew we needed to do something special and the special thing today is there's not one there's not two there are nine guests we've got a whole wise children team here to share the final tea and biscuits and to celebrate and commiserate this last year hi gang hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> i've met i've forced them all to come off mute so we're sort of we're all being a bit more disobedient than we are in zoom days it's very nice to see you all um it's a little bit early isn't it yeah, very yeah. early. Um, let's discuss why it's early. Um, Steph Curtis, why are we having to do this tea and biscuits, traditionally an afternoon event, first thing in the morning, pre-10 o'clock? Tell me what's happened. That's because I was supposed to be going to Bognor Regis today at half past 10, but I'm not going anymore, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so not only are we all here <laughs> at the crack of dawn because of you, actually there's no reason anymore it's gone yep thanks very much you'll thank me for it later when you'll feel like you know the day is your oyster (laughs) yeah we'll text you when we start to feel better Steph (laughs) (laughs) so I'm going to kick off our song choices with you Steph because I feel that it is because of you that we are all sat here at the crack of dawn did I mention that Um, (laughs) Steph um, what is your song choice and why have you chosen it all right, I found this really difficult, by the way. Uh, my song choice, I have gone for Word Up by Cameo. Yes! Great song. <laughs> um, I have gone for that. Well, again, because this is a, a, a recurring theme of my life, it has a lot to do with my dancing days and my youth. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it was a song in the last show I ever did before lockdown, just before lockdown, which was Ubu with Knee High. And it was my favourite bit of that show. But also it's featured quite highly in our lockdown discos in our kitchen, which were really ramped up at the beginning, have dwindled slightly towards the end of lockdown. (laughs) So enthusiasm has waned. But yeah, we were quite good at it at the beginning. Anyway, so that's my choice. It's an absolutely brilliant choice. Um, And it's also... But um, I uh, also always thought it said elbow love. Which I've discovered today, it doesn't, does it? I always thought that was. A th- I always thought, oh, I just accepted that elbow love was a thing. And what is it? <laughs> Dial L for low. <laughs> <laughs> Do your dance, 
every morning should start with that. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> sensational choice. Um, Steph, before I move on from you, you've done an awful lot of home developments throughout lockdown, haven't you? And personal developments. Just give me a little bit of your headlines. Um, so we've decided to do some house renovations, which are very slow. <laughs> so um, we started at the beginning of this year and uh, we still don't have a downstairs. So that's happening but also we're having a baby in six weeks so <laughs> so that's something we've made is something we've destructed and at some point we come together and uh, work in unison it's a Very common choice isn't it that people always seem to have babies and renovate the house at the same time that seems yeah. to happen quite a lot it's extreme nesting I think but I think we've bitten off a bit more than we can chew yeah. it'll be all right well, I think you've been very creative in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we've been looking into each other's lives through Zoom, haven't we? We've been watching the backgrounds and you've, um, the last few weeks, you've been a lot of random Airbnbs. So it's quite nice to see you back in a home environment. <laughs> this is where I live, though. This is like, we're like the um, grandparents out of Willy Wonka that just live in bed. Everything's just in the bed because we can't have, we don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> Charlie Simpson. Hello. Hello. Um, Charlie, where are you speaking to us from today? I am in South East London in our, our newish house that we've been doing up for about the last year. So yeah, down in St Cup. So you've been doing loads of home renovations as well? Yeah, we've been painting, making holes, filling the holes again, making more holes. <laughs> so... Um, Charlie, I know Charlie of old. Charlie's been working with me and Simon Baker for many years on the sound team. But you've come into um, sort of halfway through lockdown. You came into Wise Children as a member of staff to help us with our digital output because of the many things that um, lockdown has brought. It's transformed our attitude to digital and our output. And suddenly this whole thing blossomed and you are there holding it together single handedly, it feels to me. Yes, the new digital assistant role, yeah. Doing lots of bits and bobs. <laughs> well, we couldn't do it without you, that is for sure. Um, and I I cannot talk to you without thinking about 3D printing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been one of my lockdowns endeavours. I've bought a 3D printer um, to start making parts for our wise children cameras, but I've mainly been printing sort of 3D figures of geese. That's it. it (laughs) My favourite is you did a 3D figure of Bernie Sanders that you you and Kate put in different parts of your room. Am I right? Yes, correct. Yeah, but there's the the famous picture of Bernie from the inauguration, just sitting with his gloves on. Got a little tiny one that we hide around the house and (laughs) and sort of try and find. (laughs) I just I just think it's the the magical dark art because you sent so that's the timing you and Kate sent me and Simon a digitally printed pumpkin so that must have been around Halloween and I just couldn't believe it I could not believe that you had made that in your house and I still can't it's beyond (laughs) my little tiny mind that you can do that you're an absolute master of many things so tell me what you have chosen to master in the music um, stakes what have you chosen this morning and why my track is Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight and the Pips. Um, 
And my reasoning for that is, is I've got sort of magic time on a Monday when we're on tour. So I'm very much looking forward to going back on tour. We, we get an hour of what's called quiet time um, when everyone else leaves the theatre and it's just the sound team uh, and they sort of stop putting the set together and we run up and down the stairs for about 45 minutes trying to time every speaker and trying to find your way around a new building and at the end of that you get about five minutes before everyone comes back and you can just put a track on sit down in the stalls turn it up loud and just have a listen so this is sort of an ode to my magical five minutes at 155 every Monday because <laughs> it's one of my favourite tracks to play So he's leaving the light He's come to know Ooh. He said he's going He said he's going back to find Going back to find Ooh. What's left of this world The world he left behind Not so long Said he's going back, going back to a simpler place and time. Oh, you see him now. Be with him. I know you will. On that midnight train to Georgia. I'd rather live in his world than live without him in mine. But he sure found out the hard way that dreams don't always come true. Oh no! So he burned all his hopes and even sold his old car. Bought a one-way ticket back to the life he once knew. Oh yes, he did. He said he would. Oh, he's leaving. On that midnight train to Georgia. On midnight train. Yeah. Said he's going back to find. Ooh, a simpler place and time.
Thanks for taking us back into the theatre, Charlie. I can't wait to get back as well. It's oh, yeah. All sorts of good things have happened, but oh my goodness, I can't wait to get back. Um, one of your lockdown projects, Charlie, um, would I be right in saying would have been Delith? Yeah. <laughs> 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 please. <laughs> Um, we've fixed some things. We've changed, yeah. And uh, yeah, so tomorrow we're we're doing a big sort of shift over of some some technical bits and bobs. But yeah, that's been that was my first. I think it was my first job when I started a few months ago. Was and it's still ongoing. Yeah. You think Delith's Dropbox is broken? Could you just just fix that? <laughs> so that's passed me nicely over to you, Delith. You do all yeah. our finance, all our accounts, and you live in Wales. And you yes. have been trying to work out how to run a company financially from a different country and online. <laughs> yeah, abroad even. <laughs> yes, it has its challenges for somebody who is not very IT literate, but I think we've got there. I think we've just about got there. We've managed over the year. There's been bumps, but we've got there, I think. Oh, well, well done. And I've been so aware of how hard you've struggled to make the technology work for yourself and for us and with Charlie's help with Charlie's help thank goodness yeah <laughs> and gone past that switch it on and off which I, I've got to jump in here because although Della says she's not very IT literate she is the only person in the company who knows how the mysterious thing that is sage that works and that is <laughs> uh, that is IT in action so it's true the Dropbox has been a bit of an issue but you've yes. got your own you've got your own skills yeah <laughs> thankfully so we've had a strange thing because you've been in Wales that you've had different lockdown rules to the rest of yes. the way through so tell us what's it been like describe your lockdown I think it's been a bit stricter to be honest um you know and we've had borders closed which is incredible um we're two weeks back in April where only we could travel around and nobody else could come into Wales which was bizarre although I went to North Wales for a couple of days and I think there were quite a few Liverpudlians in Angle <laughs> that week <laughs> <laughs> Jackson sort of way. <laughs> and you've had some upheaval. You've moved as well, haven't you? I, I feel more than once, but uh, my memory well, doesn't really yes. function anymore. But what's happened with you? Well, I was no good at renovation. So instead of renovating my old house, I decided I'd up sticks and I'd move, which I think was probably stressful going by what Stephanie's gone through. <laughs> so I've moved from Cardiff after 40 years down to the West of Wales, living by the sea and living the life at the moment it's beautiful down here absolutely gorgeous so and are yeah. you all settled and unpacked and no 
surrounded by boxes still because the sun hasn't stopped shining and I keep thinking I'll unpack when the sun stops but it's still beautiful again today so no get out there there's there's plenty of time to unpack boxes as long as I found my sunglasses and the sun cream that's fine doesn't it (laughs) um Delith I'm very excited by your song choice tell us what it is (laughs) and why right well I'll tell you why first then and then keep the song choice so I really to sort of celebrate the last five years. Five years ago, I was working in a job I hated. I had just had breast cancer. I'd brought up three children on my own as a single parent. I'd never, ever done anything outside Wales. Um, I'd literally gone to university, blah, blah, blah. I'd loved the theatre since a child. I was part of a youth theatre. And then, you know, you get the advice, do something sensible with your life. Don't do theatre. Um and I just took a big risk about five years ago. I decided if I wasn't going to do it then, I, you know, I would never do it. And well, went to London to work, went, you know, left a very secure job to do something. And I have not regretted one minute of it. I think maybe people who are not in this sector don't realise what a privilege it is to work in this sector with people who are enthusiastic, supportive, Honestly, I've never had any regrets and it's the best five years I've had. This is (laughs) if my friends could see me now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks, Stella. It's a a joy to have you with us and it's amazing to hear that as well. It's been a journey, but it's been fabulous. Um, Well, we love the depth and breadth and fun you bring to the organisation. So it's a privilege from this end as well. Thank you. If... They could see me now, that little gang of mine. I'm eating fancy chow and drinking fancy wine. I'd like those Stombo bums to see for a fact. The kind of top drawer, first-rate chums I attract. All I can say is, wow, we look at where I am. Tonight I landed, pow, right in a pot of jam. What a setup! They'd never believe it if my friends could see me now. If they could see me now, my little dusty group. Traipsing round this million dollar chicken coop I'd hear those thrift shop cats say Brother, get her Draped on a bedspread made From three kinds of fur All I can say is Wow, wait till the riff and raff See just exactly how He signed his autograph Oh, what a build up Holy cow They'd never believe it If my friends could see me now If they could see me now, alone with Mr. V, who's waiting on me like he was a maitre d'. I hear my body saying, crazy what gives, tonight she's living like the other half lives. To think the highest brow, which I must say is he, should pick the lowest brow, which there's no doubt is me. What a step up! They'd never believe it if my friends could see me now (laughs) 
Oh, thank you for bringing some glamour to Wise Fortune. <laughs> well, it's glamour from where I was in the construction industry in the Welsh Valleys, so yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, Helen. Um, hello. Hello. The school for Wise Children, which you are um, in charge of, is another area of the company that's really transformed over the year. Um, and you have steered us like an amazing, I want to say sort of solid captain, but you're not, you're flexible and free thinking. And I love it. You've taken it from a, a practical thing that we sort of slotted in around work to one of the prime bits of output and content and you've taken it online. So tell me about your year and what it's been like for you. Oh, um, well... COVID hit and we had some courses in the pipeline. We were going to do a big performance course in Frube. We were going to do a composing course in the Lake District. And um, we moved it all online and we did this massive online summer school over the summer with seven courses and managed to employ loads of our freelancers and engage loads of new students, meet loads of new artists online. And I think we did over a hundred hours of Zoom calls. Um, so there was a lot of screened time, but got to meet some great new people and lots of the feedback has been kind of, it's affected people's well-being, gave people something to look forward to and create during lockdown, which has just been very fulfilling and it's kept me busy, definitely. It's been really astonishing and really, uh, speaking personally, it's been really surprising. I. If you had asked me 18 months ago, what did I think about teaching a course online? I'd have gone, absolutely never. Theatre is all about the human interaction. It's all about reading the room and reading the person. No way. And what, with your help, we've discovered is it doesn't, it doesn't sort of surpass that. It doesn't, of course, I want to be in a room reading the room, but we found an intimacy and a depth of engagement online that I could never have imagined. And like you say, I think it's not only changed the lives of some of our students, but but mine, you know, I think it's changed the way I teach, the way I talk to people. It's been a real learning experience. It's been amazing. And it's something that we're going to keep doing as well, which I think is really special because it's made it so much more accessible um, to have to run an online course and have a new mum come along and learn about directing with Emma and Nora and then nip off to feed her baby and then come back. It's just it's just wonderful. Um, but you you are not only wise children, you've also been being pretty creative over your own personal lockdown. Tell us what you've been doing and what you've achieved as well. So I am, um, I'm an author. I write for children and um, over lockdown, I finally managed to get an agent, which is, was amazing. Long time, took a, took a while. And actually I've, I've mentioned this to Poppy, but uh, I've been working on a book for seven year olds and it's gone out to publishing houses. So it's being read by editors right now which is giving me like this low level <laughs> nausea. <laughs> like, do they want it? Oh God. Um, yeah, so so that's kind of what I've been up to. Also managed to work on a picture book with a very good friend, which we released at Christmas and which lots of lots of little people seem to really love, which was really nice. Forget the little people. I love it. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Queen, is it Queen Baby or King Baby? Queen Baby. Queen Baby. Um, it's because I call myself Queen Baby in honour of your book. Now I'd forgotten whether I'd whether I've sort of <laughs> transplanted it into my own being. It's Queen Baby. It's the most beautiful 
book. Um, so you've been absolutely smashing it out of the park, Helen. Um, yeah, I've kept I've kept myself busy. I think being creative during lockdown has been a lifeline for me, and I know it's been a lifeline for people who come to the school as well. So it's just it's just so important. So tell me about your song choice and why. My song choice is "Free Your Mind" by Madikuti. And it's my lockdown anthem. It was released kind of earlier this year. So kind of the darkest moments of the lockdown, just as everyone was starting to get a bit fed up being stuck inside. And it's just this upbeat injection of joy, which I think people need when they're maybe working from home and predominantly in one room. And yeah, we're in the, we're in the business of creating joy for other people. And I think it's important to take a moment for yourself as well. So this was my song to do that. Set your soul free. Free your mind, free your mind, free your mind. 
dance. I so want to be out having a dance. <laughs> a drink and a dance. Can you imagine? That's oh, brilliant. yes, please. I'm having that, Helen. I'm going to nick that as my next lockdown oh, track. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Ian. Hello. Hello. All right. Um, you're um, now... You've, I've been working with you as a musician and as a composer and as a musical director for decades, but you are now a formally, officially part of the Wise Children team. What is your title and what do you do? I'm head of music for the School for Wise Children. Nice. And uh, yeah, since January, me and Helen and Laura Keith have been um, meeting regularly and plotting and trying to um, find ways to sort of expand our mission in the school as well as teaching the courses some, some of the courses online as well which has just been well as Helen said brilliant inspirational it's I mean it has been a real success story of the lockdown isn't it I mean we you know obviously everybody knows what it's not been but it was a real chance to think about the school and what we could do and how we could make it happen and bringing you and Laura into the team to work with um, Helen has really meant that there's some energy and some real creative fizz going and I think we wouldn't have managed that if we weren't doing our usual work we'd have all been overwhelmed with life and um, you know the overwhelming uh workload of making theatre and I think this space has done wonders for the school and having you guys going away and cooking up ideas and presenting it back to the the company has been one of the biggest joys mm. the biggest well, joys and well, composing and courses amazing well thank you yeah I feel, I feel like it's given us the opportunity to, to I mean the lockdown generally actually but being able to sort of widen our perspective of what it is we do and what's important about it and you know the conversations about the ways in which we want to bring people into our world and um, give opportunity it's just so cool isn't it it's and, and really exciting to think that we can we can uh, extend this sort of wonderful life to others that's maybe a bit bit too positive but you know what I'm saying no, I love it. It's joyous. I'm having it. It is a wonderful life. And we have worked really hard, particularly you three at the school, about how we can reach out. And and that that does feel like one of the bigger global things about this time is that it's the only way. You have to use your powers for good. And I feel that's what we've done, is we've realised that we're privileged. Like Delith says, we work in the most amazing industry. We've mm. got funding. We just had to use that for as much good as we could muster and I think what you three have done at the school has been nothing short of miraculous Huzzah Huzzah for that <laughs> Come on Mr Music what have you chosen and why? I'm surprised by this choice can I say so I'm looking forward to this answer Yeah well I'm quite surprised as well I, I was you know thinking very deeply and obviously as a composer and head of music for the School for Wise Children I have to choose <laughs> something that's uh, very um, I don't know sort of academic and interesting. And then I was speaking to Helen Comerford yesterday morning for a quick catch-up. And she is in Scotland, on the coast, by Leith. And I said, have you ever heard Sunshine on Leith by the Proclaimers? Uh, and she had, but anyway, we, I, I sent it and I, I listened to it. And as I was listening to it, I um, had a huge swelling rush of uh, emotion. <laughs> <laughs> at a particular moment and I thought I was just like oh gosh it's such an amazingly sort of anthemic tune and there's a bit where it says um, in the chorus while I'm worth my room on this earth 
And I just felt that was the bit that really got me is how much, when everything dropped away last year, how much we all had to start questioning our little place um, amongst everything. And just coming out of it now, and I think we've had a chance to find it, actually, most people. And that felt very profound. I'm going now. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's that. And also, the chorus ends with, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the second chorus, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just think that's the best uh, thing. Anyway, the Proclaimers, Sunshine on Leaf, yeah, 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 yeah. My heart was broken My heart was broken
you feeling all these emotions? <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> a lie down. Oh, oh, thank you. Laura. Thank you. Hi. Part of the three-legged stool that is the, <laughs> the school for wise children. <laughs> I am the third leg. (laughs) (laughs) Amongst many other things, my dear friend, my associate director, been by my side for many years, um, bringing such wonder to the work and now you're part of the wise children team again since you know during lockdown that's happened tell us about your lockdown and how it's been well um my lockdown on on some levels has been amazing i've um spent about half of it in the country in the lake district and in the peak district and did a lot of long walks and listening to audiobooks and then the rest of it's kind of been moving around because when we got into lockdown, we were meant to be touring the UK and America, so I'd given up my house. So um, I kind of entered lockdown with nowhere to live, so became a little bit of a traveller and was moving around and um, was a little bit lost. And um, yeah, had to be quite a lot of soul searching, but there was light in the dark tunnel because wise children had me in to come and do the summer school and to do the live stream and then Thankfully, in January, took me on board as a proper member of the team, and that was, yeah, a real lifeline for me, because I wasn't doing much else. (laughs) But what you've described really, I think, sums up what happened to a lot of freelancers, is that you had a life mapped out, a life that you'd worked hard to create, and as with all freelancers, it's a tapestry, you know, there's lots of components, and like you said, you'd given up your flat, you'd, 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 you were making this life work, and I think for freelancers in particular, the lockdown has been so cruel, because very, very little support around you, and watching you pack your bags and move from digs to parents to friends houses you know did break my heart because it wasn't just you it was all the freelancers that enrich our lives so much yeah and I think as well because as quite a few of you said like I love this industry and we work in this industry because we love it not because of the big books because there ain't any um and and so like it's such a huge part of my life. It's my work, it's my social life, it's my friends, it's my family, it's my community. So when it was when it was taken away, I think as a freelancer in the arts, you realise how much of your life it is. And I personally felt like I, I wasn't sure what I had left without it. I mean, I did, I was very, I'm very lucky. I've kept my health and all my friends and family, but um, I kind of, I didn't know who I was without work. And I was maybe made to kind of uh, look at myself and look at things I'd maybe been able to deflect by working six or seven days a week, 12 hour days every day. I've so lowered the tone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've, I was thinking about it. Um, but I, I hope that what you saw is what I love. <laughs> the fantastic woman that you are. You know, I, I, that's what the silence was. Is I think there's been a lot of time for reflection and we're all our own biggest critics you know and that gives me a great amount of sadness because I'm everybody's biggest fan but I sort of I hope that what you found was what I see which is this amazing vivid joyous person and we're very lucky to have you on the team Laura I mean that's the other thing is because everybody was out of work I've managed to scoop you all up and (laughs) and entrap you forever (laughs) yeah no I'm very pleased to be here and and there's been loads of positives and I feel that I've come out of it a better person and I hope everyone 
we'll come out of it a changed, positive person. Oh. But, um, I don't want to forget this year, I think, when we get back to work. Because I know that I'll get really giddy and, and, and throw myself back in 110% to it, and I'll love it. But I don't want to forget what this year was like. Tell me about your music and why you've chosen it. Well, this loops in quite well because um, I kind of did want to choose something a bit sombre. It's not sombre, but I wanted to do something a bit sad because we are about to go back to work and we keep talking about how busy we're going to be. And I, I just want to hold on to actually some of those dark times because there was times in this year that were I found really bleak and really hard. Um, so my song choice is All Saints, Never Ever, um, which... I relate to some of the lyrics, never ever felt so low. Uh, but also, um, it reminds me of Mallory Towers because it was the music that was played in the pre-show. And um, Simon made this amazing like playlist, which was girl bands through the ages. And for the 90s, it was All Saints. And um, when it, I think I, I just remember being at, uh, uh, at the passenger shed and just dancing in like 40 degree heats to this. Um, and also this kind of represents for me live music because this was the first concert I ever went to was All Saints. Yeah, and then the first, I realised that the, the last birthday I had, I saw All Saints at Brockwell Park. So like it kind of also represents live music and I've missed that and I can't wait to go back to it. And this is one of my favourite tracks of all time. A few questions that I need to know How you could ever hurt me so I need to know what I've done wrong And how long it's been going on Was it that I never paid enough attention? Or did I not give enough affection? Not only will your answers keep me sane But I'll know never to make the same mistake again You can tell me to my face Or even on the phone You can write it in a letter Either way, I have to know Did I never treat you right? Did I always start the fight? Either way, I'm going out of my mind All the answers to my questions I have to find
tracks in history <laughs> i mean that is the main reason that i chose it <laughs> oh i love it it's got the longest slowest build it's beautiful <laughs> um poppy you have Hello. been right at the absolute heart of this whole crazy roller coaster ride holding it together moving offices 
changing things up, switching things up. And I think most stressfully, you've been trying to imagine new futures, which you kept building and getting knocked down and then building another new future and getting it knocked down and building it again. And I, I think your resilience and your positivity in finding new ways to imagine us continuing has been astonishing and has kept me going but I do worry about the the burden that it's put on you talk to me about your lockdown yeah it's been it's been uh it's been really hard I found it really hard um and I guess I think I can't remember what I think Simon and I were saying the other day somebody was talking about this this year which had given them a chance and, and you, some of you guys have said it the year which has given them a chance to kind of slow down and rethink things and take stock and I just, I was listening to that and I kind of went, oh my God, I don't feel like I've slowed down for a second since like the minute the pandemic struck. In fact, I remember the, the day it sort of struck for us was when Romantics Anonymous, which was meant to be opening in Los Angeles in uh, March, 2020, the, the day that it got canceled, which was a couple of weeks before the lockdown in, in the UK started. Um, I was in a car driving around the, the Yorkshire Moors looking for a space to rehearse Wuthering Heights and suddenly got all these calls. And, and from, from that moment when I got sort of 10 missed calls from different people saying, oh my God, there's a pandemic happening, the show's being cancelled. It feels like it's been non-stop since then. And um, uh, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I never realised that the end of the world would be such an administrative headache. <laughs> um, but I feel like I've just I've spent the year planning, unplanning, and essentially my job is planning. Like that's what I do is I plan things. So when you can't plan anything, it is very strange, and it has it's been really really hard at times, um, and really exciting at times because we've also discovered and done things we never thought we'd do, which is always always exciting you when it is the end of the world though you, you really want poppy keeling on your team though don't you because <laughs> us losers are all <laughs> listening to music having a dance <laughs> getting depressed and you planning your way out of this and taking us with with you yeah it's um i feel like i do feel like it it all sort of in my in my head and in my body it does feel like it's coming to an end or like i can see the end now because just at the end of last week i suddenly found myself able to go back to so i always keep a kind of i've got a plan of the year i've got a slightly less detailed plan of sort of the next three years and then i've got a really very very vague plan of like the next five years and the three-year plan have been impossible to think about for the last year. I, you know, I've been focused on the next six months and the next six months. And and I think it was on Friday, I suddenly had a little break in my schedule and I was like, oh, I'm going to have a look at that three-year plan. And it suddenly, I could start to see it and I could start to imagine and I could start to plan on that scale, which felt like a real, like a breakthrough. Something's changing, definitely. And something else is changing isn't it literally while we're on this zoom what's happening at this moment poppy <laughs> well i am also moving house um and i'm moving house right now so i just got a call in the middle of this to say that uh, our movers have finished packing up our house we thought they were going to be done this afternoon but they seem to have done it in two hours um so who knows moving house right now it's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And that's your first house, so congratulations. I'm it's very the first envious, house I've ever owned. Very envious of all the nesting you're about to do, and you deserve it. And, you know, I'm pleased that this year has given you that 
chance to make that happen and put down oh, roots in Bristol. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm staying. Um, I've got five years to, to deliver. I've got a five year plan to deliver Emma, so I'm around for a bit. <laughs> no rush, but when you know what I've got to do, let me tell me. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. If I've got any part in it. <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're, just, you're a minor player. <laughs> Good. Um, what have you chosen as your music choice and why? Well, I have chosen a song which is quite cheesy. Um, uh, and it's Carol King's Bitter with the Sweet. But I actually, quite genuinely, um, when I was having. So I, I had. A, I, gen, you know, the year has generally been bad. And I had a particularly bad time in um, September, just before we did our first live broadcasts, when I had a real meltdown of a kind I've never had before. And, and uh, as you all know, had to just disappear from work for a couple of weeks and um, take, a, take a brain break. And you guys were amazing in, in filling in for me and then having me back as if nothing had happened, for which I thank you all forever. Um, and as I was sort of emerging from that, I did find myself listening to this song quite often because it's, you know, it's about the fact that it isn't always fun and games. You know, there are, there are a lot of fun and games in life, if you're lucky, but you also have to take the bitter with the sweet, which I found quite a, found quite a, you know, it made me feel strong listening to that and thinking about that. Sometimes I'm tired and I wonder what's so all fired. Important about being someplace at some time. Whoa, but I don't really mind. Cause I could be on easy street and I know that you got to take the bitter with the sweet. What you're doing, playing the games you play Hey, well it's true what they say If you want to feel complete Don't you know that you got to take the bitter with the sweet A friend of mine once told me And I know he knows all about feeling down He said everything lockdown choice thanks poppy um and thank you for coming back and 
and and you know i don't know you know what i think is that you know that's what being a company is about is that you know it's it's the bitter and the sweet and yeah there's people beside you yeah 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 i mean i've in in all honesty i felt better and more i don't know more comfortable in my skin and more comfortable in in the company since coming back so i i don't know it was a it was a terrible time and and it's been i don't know it's been good i think it's been good for me actually yeah well all i know is that i'm very very grateful for the poppy keeling that we have in the company now and oh, everything you've done. and i think i speak for all of us to say thank you for leading us all through this and with such amazing vision and flexibility thanks well poppy. it's a great team to lead simon baker the silent man of wise children <laughs> the wizard of oz <laughs> The man behind the curtain. <laughs> He's also the man on mute. <laughs> I know, but due to the weird oh. power of technology. Oh. I know, it's right? It's magic. It's magic. He wasn't on mute. <laughs> oh, Cy. Um, so, Simon Baker is um, our director. Oh, our technical director. I, I should have cribbed up on everybody's titles before this Team Biscuit, shouldn't I? You are director... Oh, technical director. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to have to edit this shambles. <laughs> and, and technical director and digital producer. And digital producer. Yeah. And sound designer. Marvellous. Thank you very much um, for all of those roles. Because <laughs> you've had to manage everything. And in fact, you got an award, didn't you, Simon? Was that for living with me full yeah. time? I got the uh, <laughs> Surviving Emma Award from the stage newspaper. It's quite a niche award. Not many people. There are a couple of people up for it. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I just pipped in there. <laughs> Um, I almost don't know what to say to you. I've spoken to you so much over the last year. We have oh. nothing to say. We're done. Um, but, <laughs> but you've been amazing. And you really have dragged us all into the 21st century and, and beyond. You've managed to take this tiny company, take it to the front of the industry and lead from the front. And um, you transformed the way that theatre is um live broadcast you've transformed the way that audiences are able to engage you've transformed the way a theatre company communicates with its audience and its students and you've done it all from just above me in your office um i feel that i've watched you all joking aside i just feel it's been astonishing as the rest of us flounders to watch floundered through this to watch you skill up read up i've never seen anybody read so many books and learn so many skills um and it's just all paid off and you've paid it all in to us and i will forever be grateful for that si oh thanks sam well i um what else were we gonna do we, were, well, we weren't gonna sit around for 16 months and not do anything I, I felt I think from the moment we started driving back from Keswick where we were rehearsing Mallory Towers and everything got cancelled and we would we would we drove back late I think lockdown happened in my head it happened that evening I think it, we might have had two or three days grace before but um from that moment it was how what are we going to do how are we going to get back how do we keep going how do we stay visible and I um 
at the time, I thought everybody else would be doing the same. I thought, oh no, with this tiny theatre company, we're just getting going, the motor's just getting up to speed, and now we're going to have to stop, and it's going to be a real struggle to come back. Will we make it through this thing? And I thought that everybody else would be putting out great content, developing things, staying really visible. And then we, we started, and then there was sort of very little. There was, I sort of looked behind us and thought, where, oh, hang on, where is everyone? Um, so it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't an, it, it sort of at the beginning wasn't intention um, for us to be brilliant. It was an intention for us to stay alive because I was, I was worried. I thought we, we, I thought we could just disappear is what my fear was. And all our freelancers would disappear. And I used to get sent images of my freelance friends in their new uniforms as care assistants or Domino's drivers, which are all great jobs, but they, um, it was a bit heartbreaking to see my entire old firm, my old crews, just suddenly reinventing themselves in a completely different life through necessity rather than through want. And I, I felt we had a responsibility just to keep going, to keep this, to keep doing something, to keep finding new ways. So it didn't feel, I didn't feel like I'm going to learn a new skill. I just felt, how do we carry on? And that's what happened. I just thought, let's just keep going. Somehow, let's keep going. And you did, and you kept us... I mean, and I know that, because I live with you, is that your sort of, your work ethic ploughs on in such a remarkable way. Your energy is so deep and so entrenched. And, you know, as Simon knows more than anything, I can nap and prevaricate and weep and wash my hair and iron. I can sort of distract myself for months on end while you sort of dig in and just keep ploughing down into the earth and it's been amazing i'm so proud of our i'm so proud of our digital output this year um from the school to the courses to the the fully mounted non-socially distant shows that we've produced i just can't i'm bursting with pride and that's down to this whole team because everything is inter interlinked, whether it's the artistry of the music or the the being right at the front of the COVID planning that Steph you did with Poppy, just trying to make sure everybody was safe, and to Helen you manning a camera and learning camera skills. It's just been unbelievable to watch the whole company shape shift whilst holding on tight. And Simon, you've you've led the way in that. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Em. I, I, I sort of have loved it. I've loved the way that we've managed to bring everybody to everybody together. There was those great moments. We were all in the auditorium. Who knew that, you know, eight months later we'd all be together in an auditorium, admittedly dealing with some box office crisis, but we were all together. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for putting that with me as well, because, my oh. goodness, it's been a long haul, hasn't it? I love putting that with you. <laughs> Um, what's your music choice and why? Oh, I'm going to play Can You Get To That from Funkadelic because um, as much as we pretend we all know what we're doing, there were moments in Romantics Anonymous where I genuinely didn't know. People would ask me lots of questions and I would kind of pretend I had an answer, but I genuinely didn't have an answer most of the time. I didn't know if it was going to work. I didn't know if we hit start stream, anything would happen. Um, and I used to get up in the morning. We were staying in a hotel... Uh, around the corner from Bristol and I used to walk to work and I used to go and stand by the river and I used to play this record. Mm -hmm. 
Six shoes sign with a loving kiss and made a comeback sign Insufficient fun Disco. This has been really, really <laughs> magic. Um, thank you, dear friends, um, for doing this tea and biscuits. It's been really good fun. We should have done this every week, shouldn't we? Um, so, my dear, treasured, wise children team, thank you. Each one of you has made this year one that was not only filled with instability and fear, but one filled with possibility and the thrill of change and sweet, sweet friendship. We've picked each other up when the burden became too great and triumphed at things we didn't even know we could do a year ago. We've mastered Zoom and become the mistress of finding something to say even when life felt still. And if there had to have been a lockdown, there is no other group of people I would rather have been with. You've taught me so much and given me so much and I thank you all for your generosity. So it is goodbye to lockdown and it is hello to new adventures. But I feel that we are bolder and brighter and more grateful for all we have and all we've achieved. I certainly am. Thank you, gang. I've paid my dues Time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime And bad mistakes I've made a few I've had my shells and kicked in my face But I've come through I need to go on, 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 on We are the champions, my friends And we'll keep on fighting till the No better of roses No pleasure cruel 
Biscuits is part of Wise Children's Lockdown. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye.